This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel as we preview the Carabao Cup final between Liverpool and Chelsea at Wembley. Jurgen Klopp's team are looking to move back in front of Manchester City in terms of the number of League Cups won, with both sides currently on eight and no team having got their hands on more. Chelsea, meanwhile, have won the tournament five times, so a win for them on Sunday would move them within two of Liverpool. Joining me to give the lowdown on the Chelsea Chelsea team that Liverpool will face is Daniel Childs, who is, of course, a Chelsea fan brand writer for Football London. Daniel, thank you for joining us again on the podcast. It's been a little while since we we had you back on. Good to, to see you again. Are you looking forward to the game? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Matt. Yeah, it's 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 interesting how much has changed uh, since I think was it a preview for the game in August in the in the Premier League, the one-one draw. So. Yeah, a lot has changed. And in terms of the final, I mean, it, it's quite bizarre given many of kind of Chelsea fans' frustrations over maybe the slump in the Premier League over winter uh, that Chelsea could end this month with two trophies after the Club World Cup. So it's it's kind of that weird thing with Chelsea is in the Premier League, there's still a way to go. But, you know, in, in terms of the domestic and, and the cup and, and European competitions, Chelsea seem to have a knack of, of reaching the business end of these tournaments regularly. Yeah, you, you mentioned that the Club World Cup there. It was uh, obviously something that, that Liverpool won themselves a couple of, of seasons ago. I'm sure you're familiar with the kind of conversations around whether it, it matters or not. But it is, mm. it's an important trophy, isn't it? It was, it was an important trophy for, for mm. Chelsea to win. And that must be you know, a massive boost at, at any time, really. Yeah. For me, it was never a case of whether it mattered or not. I, I think if you spoke to Chelsea fans months before this, it was, firstly, it was the Super Cup because, you know, after winning the Champions League, we've, we lost that that um, final against Atletico Madrid in 2012 quite badly, and, and you know we hadn't won the tour, that that game for quite a while. So it, it was about beating Villarreal, but then the Club World Cup because it it was the last trophy for us to collect really um, under Abramovich, and you've got players like Cesar Azpilicueta who now has the complete Grand Slam at Chelsea. Uh, very unique for him to do that. And funny enough, coming into this game, I think Ingolo Kante and Marcus Alonso, if they were to win on Sunday, would would have that as well. So there were. There are emotional things about that, and just saying you're world champions, it, you know, it felt a very special thing thing to have for the club. And again, it, it was quite dramatic. It was tense. It wasn't an enjoyable final. I think Liverpool had similar issues um, in their two games. It was very close, and Palmeiras ran us ran us very close in in, in the final. But to win that was yeah, absolutely massive. Um, and and hopefully, it can give sort of more inspiration uh, to win more trophies this season. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the uh, the impact of that moving forward. We talk quite a lot, don't we, about the, the winner of the Carabao Cup getting yeah. that perfect sort of boost in terms of, of the rest mm-hmm. of this season. So that will certainly be interested. Just in, in terms of, of obviously the, the game this weekend, I mean, there's a few more injury doubts, I think it's fair to say, or certainly injury yeah. concerns for, for Chelsea than there are for Liverpool. We're actually recording this just before Thomas Tuchel's press conference to, to preview the game. But could you talk us through a, a few of the players who are maybe a little bit doubtful and sort of which ones are, are mm-hmm. most concerning from your perspective? So obviously Ben Chilwell's out for the season. Uh, I, st- I still kind of find it weird when Tuchel has to say that every press conference because it should be sort of known now that Ben Chilwell isn't coming back, even though I desperately want him to. He's out for the season. Uh, Reese James is coming back into fitness. Um, there was, I think, a hope a few weeks ago that this game he could be ready for. 
he could be on the bench, um, but I wouldn't. I'd be absolutely stunned if he's starting um, this game because he hasn't played since I think it was December the twenty eighth against Brighton. So you know, it's, it's been a long road uh, for him to, to get back to fitness. The two obvious ones are, are Hakim Ziyech and Mateo Kovacic. I don't know how many people watched our, our game against Lille. They both had to come off in the second half. From what I can gauge, it's a race to get back. Um, in terms of their fitness, obviously we are recording this before. Tuchel's presser, so I'm not sure he may rule him out of the game. He may just continue with the doubt over whether they'll be ready or not. But they are two players who played well against Lille, specifically Ziyech, who's been in the best form of his Chelsea career so far. He's, you know, he scored in his last three Premier League games. Um, so I think he would have absolutely been in line to start this game. And, and Kovacic, obviously, uh, to Liverpool fans' regret, scored one of the greatest goals of the season, basically, um, the last time these two these two met. So both of those players, I think, is very touch and go over both. Um, in terms of an injury boost, I guess you'd say, is that Mason Mount was on the bench uh, on Tuesday and there were some concerns before Palace that he wouldn't be ready for this game. Um, but it seems like he has recovered in time. How ready he is in terms of match sharpness, I'm not entirely sure, but I, Mason was never going to miss this final because uh, he is such a big game player for Chelsea and obviously has a decent record against Liverpool himself. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, I think that's covering everything unless Tuchel reveals something in the press of the am I don't know about. That seems to be kind of the the general sort of injury concerns going into this game from a from a Chelsea perspective. Yeah, Mateo Kovacic is, is a really interesting one. I don't watch him as much as, as I'd like to. I really do like watching him, except when he's playing against Liverpool. But he, he seems to, to have a brilliant game against Liverpool every time mm. he comes up against them. I mean, is that something to watch out for as well? Is is he one of those players? You mentioned there Mason Mount being a, a player who sort of steps up for, for the big games. It, it seems to me a little bit like, like Kovacic mm. is as well. Kovacic, before this season, I was one of many who had doubts about him. Um, I think if you are someone who watches him sporadically, you probably see the aesthetically pleasing things about his game, his technical quality, the way he's able to be. It's a, it's a trendy term now, but press resistant. He's able to get out of tight areas very smoothly. But the, the problem of Kovacic has always been that final pass. It's once he gets past the press as kind of a central midfielder and he's driving forward. It's always that final pass, that final ball to be more effective in terms of his creativity. And, you know, you don't always want to boil things down to assists, but, you know, in terms of his creativity, there were serious questions about what he was providing in the team. And he does, and I think still has on, on occasions defence um, weaknesses going back the other way. Even though I think he's weirdly a, a really good uh, and clean tackler of the ball, he does have these defensive lapses that have cost him in the past. But this season, he's gone to another level creatively. This has been his best season at Chelsea. And of course, that goal itself makes it look like, you know, he he's an inspirational figure for Chelsea. That game in particular, him and Kante together, it was a ridiculous midfield performance. I mean, it just was in terms of their numbers. I think they weren't tackled or dispossessed, just, just some mental stats after that game. And that was probably Kovacic's, I'm not just saying this because of the goal. I think his overall performance that day was probably his best in a Chelsea shirt. Um, and given the way Kovacic and Kante linked together against Lille as well in kind of that midfield and, and making it feel a lot more sort of dynamic and, and fast, especially against a pressing team like Liverpool, I'd want both to play because I just feel that Jorginho despite his his attributes, um, if Chelsea are looking to be a lot, like really want to go at Liverpool, I think you do need more mobile central midfielders. Um, and I think Kovacic absolutely offers that alongside N'Golo Kante. If he's fit then, do you think it's it's yeah. pretty certain that it'll be, be him and, and Kante at the start? 
it's tough to know because uh, like a lot of areas in this team, you know, Tuchel is a coach that likes to rotate. Um, and Jorginho didn't play the Club World Cup final. Kovacic and Kante started that game. But Jorginho has been a senior figure in this dressing room and he didn't play on Tuesday. So there could be a sense that, you know, Jorginho is the fresh player to go here and Jorginho and Kante was the Champions League winning duo in midfield. And if Chelsea want to play more of a counter-attack minded game, then maybe you do favour Jorginho in that sense. If Chelsea are looking to sit back, you know, attract the pressure from Liverpool and then hit on the break like we did, I think, at Anfield quite well last year, then maybe he's leaning in that direction. But I, I feel out of Jorginho Cobb has been a really good player this season for Chelsea. There's lots of, of options in attack as well. Obviously, we know with the sort of forward options that, that Chelsea have are, are incredible. But I wanted to ask you about those, and in particular as well, Lukaku and, and Havertz. It seems like it's it's not quite going for for Lukaku mm. at the moment. Maybe not happening, but Kai Havertz is is just another player that I just absolutely love to watch. Another player that. Yeah, I can understand why people like to watch him, but if you watch him week in, week out, um, it's not as flattering. I think in terms of his productivity this season, I still have doubts about him in the Premier League. Uh, I think he's only two Premier League goals this season, uh, which you know I would probably surprise people if they watch some of his performances for Chelsea. That he doesn't have more. And general problem across Chelsea's attack, I mean, I think that, and I'm probably going to write something about this in terms of, Chelsea kind of Liverpool kind of give them the attack and and recruitment style that I think Chelsea dream of in terms of the productivity of say Diogo Jota is probably the best example because Salah and Mane are like freakish in terms of their output but I think Jota is kind of that player that was signed recently signed in the same summer of as Habits and has proven to be such a brilliant attacker for Liverpool, consistent numbers. I think, was it 17 goals this season? You know, for Havertz, that would be a, a remarkable return. Kai, well, I think the, the great thing about Kai so far is he's proving to be a great final player, like a big game player, I guess, you know, social media term clutch. You know, he, he, he seems to step up in these big moments, which, of course, is great for Chelsea. And... With, you brought up Lukaku there. I think in terms of the style of football Tuchel wants to play, particularly against Liverpool, Kai played in the in the game at, um, at Stamford Bridge in January and, and I think really hurt Liverpool in terms of his pressing from the front. And as I say again, I think stylistically what Tuchel is going for in this game, particularly off the back of the Lille, Lille performance, uh, Kai could be used again here. You know, I just, I, I think about his movements uh, behind the Man City defence in the Champions League final and particularly the movements he could potentially make behind this Liverpool defence that could hurt uh, Jurgen Klopp's side. It feels like Kai is going to play in this final. Whether Rom plays as well, I, I can't give you a firm answer on that because Rom is obviously a massive player. Um, but I, I, I would lean towards Havertz starting over Lukaku at the moment. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And who would you sort of expect to see in the, the couple of positions around him if it was Kai Havertz as the kind of focal point? Who are who yeah. are the inform options to, to look out for? Obviously, Zayek is, is one of them, but does that question mark over him? Is is there anybody else that's that's in that mm. sort of form? It's tough because uh, you you can't, even though there is positivity about the other night, um, if you watched us against Palace, I mean, it was just absolutely dreadful. So... Our attack is is nowhere near Liverpool City in terms of consistency, and it really is a case of of kind of 
who you think on one occasion could do something. It's not, there doesn't seem to be a general connection. And even after one good performance, I, I'm very cautious to go, this is now the attack. Ziash, if he's ready to go, I think he should start because he's been in brilliant form, um, which would probably mean that I, I think Mount starts this game. So it'd probably be Mount Habit Ziash. Christian Pulisic scored the other night. And of course, he scored against Liverpool uh, back in January. And he, out of kind of our wide players, I do think he's one of the better finishers within our squad. Um, just kind of as a natural eye and anticipation inside the box, I think a lot of Chelsea players don't have. He seems to just crop up in the right place, which I think is, is a very big thing. And coming off the back of a goal himself, you know, he could be given another start here. Um, but I, it's very tough to know. I, I would be absolutely stunned if Timo Werner starts this game. Uh, he has fallen so far down the pecking order at this point. Um, his last Premier League start came on like December the 11th. So that kind of tells you, you know, where he is in the picture. So I know there are probably Liverpool fans because of the history between Chelsea, Werner, Liverpool, you know, the sliding doors moment where he could have uh, been at Anfield in 2020. Um, I don't think he'll be playing this game. Uh, and Callum Hudson-Odoi, I think, has had some injury problems recently. So I, I'd be stunned to see him come back in as well. So I think you're kind of, it's a toss-up between the fitness vacuum, Ziyech. I think Mount probably starts. And Pulisic, because, you know, Pulisic has goals within him. So it, I think it'd be a big show of, of, of sort of trust in Pulisic if, if Tuchel starts him on Sunday. In terms of the two teams then, I mean, we, we mentioned at the start that maybe the season hasn't quite gone how possibly quite a lot of people thought it might do for, for these two teams. Ten points, I think, the gap at the moment in the Premier yeah. League, but Chelsea do have that game in hand, of, of course. So I don't know. It's it's a strange one to, to assess. I, I wouldn't, from the outside, say that Chelsea have, have had a poor season, but mm. is it more the case that Liverpool have just exceeded most people's expectations, do you think? From a, a Chelsea perspective, I, th I think that it's a fear going into the final part of the Premier League season in particular that it's kind of just the same again. Like Chelsea, this feeling that we're still behind Liverpool and Man City and there's still a sense that there's still some way to go in terms of recruitment, in terms of the strength of our squad, the strength of depth, the style of play, that there still is that gap there that we hope would have been would have been closed this season. Um I do agree with you that maybe because of Liverpool's struggles last year, it was kind of weird. I think that Chelsea's Champions League win and the brilliance of Tuchel kind of gave Chelsea fans and the whole club a, a sense of confidence over the Premier League season that probably shouldn't have been there based on history. And I think it was probably the opposite with Liverpool for a lot of people where the history other than last season told you that this squad, when fit, competes for a Premier League title or at the very least gets close to 80 points, you know, scores a lot of goals, is very productive, uh, is one of the top two teams in England. You know, it kind of flips at the start of the season. People are like, I don't quite know if Liverpool are still going to be there. And obviously we've kind of reverted back to before last season. Um, that's what it looks like at the moment. So for Chelsea, it's just simply, apart from this game, I think it's about closing that gap. It's getting to the end of the season and fear, feeling like we're not a million miles away from Liverpool and Man City because I think it's even worse having that gap to Liverpool because, you know, you want to be the closest challenger to City. It's not even about, you know, closing the gap on City anymore. It's about being in the top three rather than having the top two distant and us being clawed back into uh, the chasing pack for Champions League qualification, which is where Chelsea kind of need to get out of now. So that 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 is kind of, I think, the, the big concern moving into next season at Chelsea do need to clo close that gap 
and and start to feel like they're making gains on both Liverpool and City, who who have been the two outstanding teams for the past uh, what five years now. What's the the sort of aim then? Obviously, the, the Carabao Cup, you want to win that. The Champions League is is still there. Is it yeah. a case of of adding more silverware? Is it is it more important to to maybe get closer to to City and, and Liverpool? What what's kind of your expectation for, for the last few months of this season? I would like for the Premier League campaign to not just become an afterthought because I I think that's what it has become in previous seasons because we have been fighting on other fronts and you know it just kind of we kind of go into this malaise in the Premier League where we're just kind of struggling and limping over the line for Champions League qualification. I really don't think that should be happening this season. I think at the very least, Chelsea should be a decent third place. Like we should be very comfortably third place. But yeah, we are in the Champions League and there's obviously the history there of and the confidence that we can we can defend that title quite well this year. Of course, it, it's all draw, you know, permitting, isn't it? You know, Chelsea got a decent run to the semi-final last year because we got Porto in the quarterfinals. You know, this year we could run into Liverpool. This year we could run into Man City or Bayern. You know, we we, we don't know that yet, but I think it's it's big for Chelsea to obviously put up a stronger fight in the Champions League when when defending the title as they did in, in 2012. In the FA Cup, you know, it's it's always it, Chelsea have a great record of getting to the latter stages of that tournament as well. Um, again, draw permitting in these tournaments that fifth round against Luton, which is a couple of days after the, the League Cup final, there's a hope we can get to, what would it be now, the last eight. So once you're getting into that, I mean, Chelsea have reached the final the last two years and lost. Um, so there may be an internal thing where could we finally go over the line and win the FA Cup again? Because uh, we haven't had great success at Wembley recently. So that hopefully can start to change on Sunday against Liverpool. It's it's weird. I it's it's just what I'd like to see because I it, it's 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 kind of this weird dilemma. And I know from probably an outside perspective, it sounds like you're being entitled or sort of like you're not appreciating the chance. You know, Chelsea could win. Sunday could be our third trophy of the season, which is just absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. Um, but there still is, I think you have to throw in the fact that Chelsea, as a Premier League side, I'm still kind of feeling that there should be progression and that that still needs to be there heading into the summer. So, I, I, sounding selfish, I, I kind of want a strong end to the Premier League season, go as far as we can in the others and, and hopefully pick up some more silverware. And just finally then, in terms of, of Thomas Tuchel, obviously being there a little while, well, not that long, re- realistically, compared long to... for the Chelsea standards. Of Chelsea, yeah, relatively long, yeah. Um, what's the sort of feeling around him at the moment? There was a, a little bit of chatter that maybe things were, were starting to turn. There was that kind of Lukaku incident and people mm. weren't sure whether he'd handled that properly or not. There's There's been a few question marks, but what's, what's the kind of, of feeling about him heading into the, the rest of this season? I think if you gauge a lot of Chelsea fans, full support for Thomas Tuchel, uh, full backing. I actually think the Lukaku situation made Tuchel's position stronger. Um, I think he came out of that situation looking a lot better than there was kind of concerns when we went into that week. I think it was because you had the Liverpool game where Chelsea came back from 2-0 down. And I think that was a, a massive thing for the for the players to come back from that and to, prove, to kind of show that character and that performance against a top team like Liverpool, I think said a lot because at 2-0 down, it could have got quite toxic that day. And I think the way he held himself after that in the press conferences before Spurs, I think he's he's handled the situation as well as he can. And I think th- when you ask Chelsea supporters, they can see the progression he's had and sort of the the impact he's had on the squad. All these finals kind of prove this. And they believe under him we can, we can win a Premier League title again. I think it's all about kind of upstairs, kind of the way Chelsea are looking to recruit 
this summer, the players we bring in, the players we sell, because our recruitment, especially in the attacking end of the pitch, hasn't been that good recently. Um, so it's kind of figuring those things out heading into the summer because there's I don't think there's any doubts about Tuchel. I, 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 I think his, the way he handled the situation with Lukaku, the way he's handled things at Chelsea, the Champions League win is probably the best example of this, of, of the transformative effect he can have at Stamford Bridge. I, there are no doubts about him. And even if we lost this Sunday, um, I don't think that's going to radically change. Uh, I, I still believe that people are fully behind Tuchel and want to see his vision kind of realised uh, at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, well, hopefully for a Chelsea perspective, at least that can start to be the case on Sunday, obviously. For Liverpool, very, very different thoughts. I think it should be a really interesting game, actually. I think it'll be quite close. And, and just before we do finish, I will ask you for an actual score prediction for, for how you yeah. think the game might play out. Do you think it will, will be close as well or how, it, how are you yeah. sort of expecting it to go? I don't think either coach would want the frantic first half as entertaining as it was again, especially Tuchel. I think he operates around control. Um, finals usually, it sounds so stereotypical, but I, you know, you watch enough finals and a lot of them aren't that good to watch actually from a neutral perspective. They are very cagey. They are very tense. They usually are decided by one goal. Um, and I think that's the way Chelsea will want it to go. Actually. I think Chelsea will be looking to try and do what they did to Liverpool in March 2021, you know, in terms of the, the Champions League final as well, trying to sit back and look for those moments in transition and try and be as effective as possible. I think particularly going down the the, the sort of our left-hand side, Liverpool's right-hand side, um, and try and exploit space there. So I'm going to go 1-0. Um, I'm probably just going to go for a Habits goal because he seems to have a knack for doing it. He's kind of doing Didier Drogba's Chelsea career in reverse um, at the moment. So I'll, I'll go for that, but Listen, I think I think it's going to be really close. I think if Liverpool score first, although we came back against them in, in January, I still kind of think at the moment, the way Liverpool are operating in terms of attack, it, I think it could be a very dangerous game for Chelsea at that point, particularly in a cup final as, as the game goes on. So uh, these two teams have, you know, it's, it's been two draws so far. So I, 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 it's very hard to predict, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's going to be tight, I think, isn't it? I'm going to go 2-1 to Liverpool, I think. I fancy both teams to, to probably score at some mm. point, but wouldn't massively surprise me at all if it went into to extra time. But uh, we will have to, to just wait and see what happens. They're not too long to go towards the game now. We've plenty of content pre-match and post-match coming your way across all the usual channels. You can catch that across the Liverpool Echo, liverpool.com and Blood Red, of course, too. For now, though, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back very shortly indeed with all the best analysis and reaction we'll see you then. you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo